It is time to bring it back to vulnerability, back to connection. Here on the How's Your Heart podcast, we chat weekly about the practical ways to deepen the relationship with ourselves and how to cultivate that with the people around us too. My name is Jess. I am the host here on the How's Your Heart podcast. And alongside some amazing guests together, we are here to create psychologically safe spaces and to put into practice asking more than just how are you. Instead, we're asking, how's your heart? Hello guys, welcome back to the How's Your Heart podcast. I am Jess and today I'm here with the beautiful Iris. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to be bringing Iris on this chat. We connected over Instagram a few months ago and I'm just really keen for you guys to hear all about all of her wisdom and everything that she's doing on the Gold Coast. And yeah, I guess just first and foremost, how is your heart, Iris? How's it going? My heart is filled. Um, I felt really recharged and rejuvenated from my morning and I'm really excited to be joining this podcast. It's my first time um, doing a podcast. So it's all a very new journey and I'm really like um, not just excited. I'm like, yeah, just so pumped and so proud of um, what we're going to want to talk about and what we're going to share in this journey. Yeah, I'm excited too. I feel like this episode is really going to be centered around mental health, mental health awareness, mindfulness and connection, specifically because of all of the amazing work that you're doing down in the Gold Coast. Can you give the listener a little bit of a spiel about what you do, how your life is and yeah, your journey to this point? Um. So yeah, I have been studying psychology for five years now. Um, I'm a master's student at Bond, um, doing my placement at just a like private clinic. And um, I spend my evening working with um, a lot of people who are a bit more vulnerable, like homelessness and things like that. Um, and at some point when I was studying and working, I just felt like, yeah, just a bit heavy um, taking in like a um, a lot of people's um, um, obviously they don't come to see you when they're doing fine. They always come to see you uh, when they're not doing so well. So um, I felt that I needed to do something to help me like balance out my mental health and also like kind of, yeah, re readjust my view towards mental health and mental well-being. So then I created a waiting curve Um which is a kind of a small business initiative um, to start with. And at the beginning of this year, I connected with um, a woman in a coffee shop. We just said, let's do it. Let's do a group. Let's just run a walking group and we'll see what happens. So, yeah, we've just been doing a weekly walk um, along the beach every Tuesday and meeting different um, women in all like walks in their life and so far yeah we've met a lot of beautiful young and older women um in this journey yeah so good I see from all of the pictures and everything that you share about that group on your page and I love how you guys sit by the water and enjoy like just some peace and quiet um what other kind of stuff do you do during your walks like what are your points of connection? Because I know that's something that you talk on a lot. Yeah, so um, 
I guess the first and foremost important intention is to remind um, whoever wants to join is that they're not alone wherever or whatever they're doing. And um, sometimes it's easier to um, share and talk about things while walking. So we always start with um, just walking across the hill. Uh, we walk on concrete and then we walk on the beach. Um, so kind of like having a little sensory of a difference, like noticing what it feels like for our feet to touch the earth and then have our feet to touch the water. And, um, yeah, it's just that kind of um, sensory exposure and being more mindful with nature. And then we kind of just um, walk towards like a rug that I've just set up. And at that point, it's optional for women as well. Some people just want to come and walk and talk. Other people would stay um, and do whatever activities that um, I kind of think of in the morning, which is like ranging from. Um, most of the time we do journaling. Um, so we have like different journal prompts, whatever pops up, um, maybe recurring theme or some girls have asked um, for more creativity than we cultivate, like more creative um, style of journaling. Um, and once a month, we definitely make sure that we do a craft. So like we've been like painting, we've been doing like beads bracelet, um, even just like colouring in and um, yeah, all sorts, origami, <laughs> different um, kind of medium to help um, to do something and remind ourselves that um, there are little things that we can do to make ourselves feel slightly better. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And being surrounded by such um, brave women to be able to come to a group, maybe it's their first time um, with people who they don't know, and to engage in such a beautiful, creative, vulnerable practice for mindfulness. Um, there's been a massive part of my journey. Has it been a big part of yours as well? Like was this something that you always were doing as a kid? Like were you an artsy kid or is it something that you kind of learned to, I guess, become like your bare minimum when you're feeling bad? Mm. Well, actually, it's interesting you said that because I felt that I completely missed out on like a childhood that based on play and um, fun and creativity outlets and things like that. So that's something that like I actually cultivated for myself and I noticed that that was something that I was missing. Um, and when I first moved to the coast as well, like I was very isolated and reflecting upon like I actually never really created a group for myself and it's just because of my mindset towards it um there's like so many opportunities out there and it only takes like me to actually go outside <laughs> and mm -hmm. um reach out and be open and be vulnerable so um I definitely felt that like now that I have this, I have been missing out on this for like so long. And I like just, I, so, I cherish this like connection and this community so, so, so much. Yeah, absolutely. Like the breakthrough, once you realize how much you were holding yourself back or your lifestyle or your childhood 
was holding you back and you're like reaching out for connection left, right and centre and just being like anyone who wants to share this human experience with me, like let's do it together. Um, That's just awesome. It's something that I treasure as well. I I did have a lot of creativity and a lot of like friendships growing up and play was definitely a big part, but as I got towards the end of high school, I really like ran myself thin in terms of those. Like I wasn't being creative. Even my journaling practice like wasn't really a thing. It'd be like dot points, um, which is better than nothing, but it wasn't necessarily tapping into that emotional energy, creativity side of it at all. It was just kind of like, this is what happened today, dot, 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 dot. And I feel like once I get that connection back and once I start involving myself and being open to friendships and to meeting other people, I feel like those things coincide quite a bit, Um, that creativity, that connection, and then also just like being vulnerable and reaching outside of your comfort zone. They really just go hand in hand. And I think when we're going towards talking about mental health and stuff like that, that's a big point as well. If we're wanting to, you know, practice mindfulness or to, you know, help our mental health more throughout our day to day, it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. a matter of to-do lists. It's like, are you open to being vulnerable? Are we open to making connections with people? Are we being creative? Are we tapping into those different facets of ourselves um to kind of foster that within our lives mm, yeah and it's like also a process of trial and error like not everything's going to work for everyone like it is impossible that like I'm just imagining like um like having to sit down maybe for half an hour and like to do nothing in silence for some people it's actually very 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 difficult and they've never done that in their lives and it's just not something that is attainable for them in this point in time Mm. so it's sort of like accepting that mindfulness and the word of like you know self-care and things like that come in all forms and that have your cup filled in different ways yeah 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 absolutely it's kind of like you don't want to pour all your energy into one cup we want to like kind of spread mm-hmm. it across, um, especially we're like so multifaceted as human beings. You know, we have strengths in different areas. Maybe you are super creative or maybe you are really yes. logical. Um, but, you know, we're pretty spread across as well. And um, it's all yeah. like experimentation once you start uh, yes. growing up and, um experimenting with like creating a group and you know experimenting with uni courses and stuff like that um different friendships yeah. different jobs um yeah really scary <laughs> I feel like did you yeah. have anxiety when you were first creating this group like what came up for you well it's like obviously very daunting like um there are a lot of what ifs um and what are um my like strengths and weaknesses in created in creating something like this in particularly like um I don't really like I feel like I don't really have that much of a plan on what's going on like it just comes and it's very out of character 
factor for me. Like I love like being organized and having um, things to know that, um, okay, if I actually take that off, that would turn out like this. But it doesn't work that way when you're creating like something that's not like so business modelly. Mm-hmm. Um, so like obviously now I've like also have products to support me on the side and I'm trying to promote the products. But also it's just like, um, I guess like balancing out the pie chart on what's happening on my plate and every day um, reminding myself that I'm doing the best that I can. There's people who um, have been doing like maybe groups like this for ages and they know what they're doing, but I'm still like flowing and growing. So like also not having like the comparison and the social expectations to like bring you down as well. That's a really, really important um, component. I think it's for like any people who are starting out to do something like podcast. There's like so many podcasts around, but like how do you like um, ensure yourself that there's a point of difference and you're doing this for a reason. You're doing this for yourself. You're doing this for others and mm-hmm. you're doing this. So yeah, pushing through that mental barrier, it's probably not so much anxiety, but it's just like that, yeah, very uneasy feeling. Yeah. Um, that yes, yeah, it's yeah. Absolutely. I found that a lot before I started this podcast. And even when I've been reaching out to go for other jobs and start new friendship circles and stuff like that. I am much the same. I wouldn't necessarily call it anxiety, but kind of like this tension of inauthenticity to what you know you could do. And that, like you said, like breaking through that barrier is breaking through that point of tension being like, I know I could do this. I know the benefits that could come from this for not only myself, but other people. I am holding myself back. I'm from living how I want to live and for creating a thing that I really want to live and be and do absolutely I um yeah I found that so much creating this podcast absolutely yeah I think it's very like common theme across um whatever we do when we're creating when we're trying something new when we're like popping in for a change but um yeah it's like just so I guess unspoken that we don't think about it when we like embark a new journey <laughs> and do yeah. these all changes. Really? Yeah, so embarking on a new journey. <laughs> it's beautiful that like we get time to acknowledge that feeling and like you know it's gonna be there, but we're we've got this. We got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of want to switch gears now and talk a little bit about your journey, not only with your degree, but I guess your um, perspective on mental health versus mental illness and how you share about that and how that influences your day to day. Can you give us any light on that? <laughs> yeah, um, I love talking about this just because of how um I guess mental health has become like a hot topic these days and um no one actually really knows what um it is and it is very um multifaceted obviously humans are multifaceted um and that 
I guess is distinguishing between um, mental health, mental well-being, and also mental illness. So I'll probably start with mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, mental illness is probably something that um, a lot of people do meet criteria for um, throughout their lives. They would probably take some boxes in that little DSM Bible that says, okay, you meet this disorder um, and take this pill or do something about it. Um, And for a lot of people, this is beneficial because it allows them to understand what's going on. Um, It provides them an explanation on they're not alone and it's a validating kind of um, encounter Yeah, saying that, um, we know what's happening, yay, um, yeah. and a lot of people have this, <laughs> you're yeah. not alone, um, do something about it. <laughs> yeah. um, and that can be very empowering for people who want to understand themselves and want to find their group because a lot of the time um, it feels like you're weird or you're going crazy and yeah. um, not fitting <laughs> in. Um, everyone else is thriving. So um, that, I guess, gives a very um, powerful um, support for people who actually receive a diagnosis of any mental health disorders. But on the flip side, this can be done quite um, in not very, not so good way where um the diagnosis kind of becomes that person. So it's like I equals mental illness, Mm -hmm. I equals mental mental disorder, which um, I guess have then become um, on a difficulty in finding our identity. It's like, well, do you want to get better? (laughs) Like um, the whole, I guess, purpose of, giving the diagnosis has kind of changed then if the person has then um, formulate their identity based on that disorder and have um, kind of their thought and thought patterns and like their emotions really just be controlled by that mental illness or a mental disorder. Yeah. So that's something that's very, very um, intrusive and it's very unfair for the person who is experiencing it um, and I guess that's on mental illness where it's like on one hand there's a purpose to use it but on the other hand it's very easy to be interpret wrong or not wrong but in a not so beneficial way that can yeah. help you to move and grow through it um, and Linking back to mental health, um, I guess um, it's we live in a society where um, we are, you only seek support for your mental health when it's poor, when it's like not doing well. So um, I guess it's also twofold. It's like having to emphasize that you actually need to keep doing things to ensure that you're doing well before it gets to the point where um, you're not doing so well and then you seek for help so it's like having a different um, I guess mindset towards mental health where you actually need to be accountable 
for taking care and looking after your mental health just like your physical health yeah um it's that preventative it's not yeah and it's not that you would only remember your mental health when you've already reached like burnout or emotional disturbance and things like that so if we can do that for our physical health it makes sense if we can do it for our mental health Mm. so yeah that's probably another thing that I'm really passionate about like I truly think that we all have the capacity um to do something in our day to boost our mental health Mm. and that's in our control and um it's like doing that preventative measure before it gets to the mental illness or mental disorder kind of path but and then lastly it's also I guess how we use the words and the language of mental health and mental illness um like labeling still creates a huge stigma in um our society we've tried we've definitely come a long way with um understanding that um how this disorder can affect a person but there, we've still have so much work to do and um these words have just now been I guess thrown around quite easily as well um where we can just wake up one day and feel like maybe we just have a statement of oh I feel depressed but actually it's probably not depressed it's um maybe another another kind of um explanation or another vocabulary that could help explain what you're going through but because it's like a hot topic with all these like little um labels lying around and we kind of like misunderstood um what it actually means yeah and self-diagnose ourselves with a lot of things like anything like we just google oh I feel I'm feeling a bit low I must be depressed and things like that so yeah having to be mindful that um it's a big process to get a diagnosis and um the harm of like self labeling with all these things and making that like the same thing creating an identity around that yeah I am in the process of working with a doctor about a new diagnosis for myself and it is a big procedure I mean I have been diagnosed with other things in the past and I have been tempted to self-diagnose quote-unquote self-diagnose myself with this and I think that is that is such a big topic now that we have access to the internet so freely um I think it becomes harmful when we are self-diagnosing when we are we don't have access or we are not going to take it that step further to gain support for that because like you said we risk labeling ourselves and attaching all of our identity and our lifestyle towards this diagnosis and I just want to reinforce because I know that for myself if I was listening to this kind of podcast I'd be like oh my gosh a diagnosis is so limiting it's so dangerous it's not a limiting factor Mm. it just gives you more information about yourself so that you're able to help what yourself it is not 
you know, the be all end all. Well, <laughs> unless it's like a terminal health condition, like it's if you're dealing with like mental illnesses, it's um, it doesn't have to become who you are as a person. Um, and I think that's like a big asterisk that we should add in there. Um, just like that support factor and the intention to um, treat or the intention to care for ourselves and take that preventative self-care. I love how we added that in. I think that like a little light bulb moment that went off, I was like, yes, when we are talking about not necessarily mental illness, but mental health and mental well-being, it's about day in, day out. Well, <laughs> for the most part, trying our best to benefit our mental well-being through preventative measures. And I really wanted to ask you also, what is your, I guess, go-to preventative measures um, and preventative care? I know you talked about you went to hot yoga. Is that like one of them? Um, I do love yoga. Like I think that it is a beautiful practice to rebalance our um, brain and heart. So I know that it doesn't work for everyone but I love the practice itself and um, finding the right guidance um, teacher in that process is very important um, I love just connecting back with um, my roots like I love like speaking um, my language like I speak Cantonese as my first language and I love watching like old shows that I used to probably watch as a child and um, just kind of have that like connection still with your hometown. Um, and yeah, just like having space and allow myself to like lie in bed because that can be sometimes a not easy task. Like you always feel like go, 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 go or doing something. So we're not wasting time. But, yeah, those are the three things that I truly value. And um, having to lie down and think about what you want to write in your journal, what you want to create is such an important step that we often miss. We just want to get that journal out and write something down. <laughs> but sometimes, yeah. yeah, just taking a step back, it's like, okay, I'm triggered. Let's lie down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, though, I I have often found I had this exact moment, like about 10 minutes before we jumped on um, to record, um, I was texting my boyfriend and he was like, how's your heart today? And I was like, I'm feeling like tired and a little bit like sore, if I'm honest, but I don't really know why. Like I don't have, like I'm not certain on why I'm feeling like that. And I feel like that comes up for me a lot because I'm always in this do mindset, like, oh, I have to do a journal or I have to do, 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 all the things on my to-do list, right? And I think as people, as emotional beings, as people who are trying to take this preventative care for our mental health, it's easy to get caught up in that productive cycle and not just like pause and be like, okay, I know that I have emotions and things that are going on right now. I just need to like take a second and like figure out what message they're trying to give me because they are affecting my life at the moment and I'm not giving them the time to actually 
like to listen to them, to listen to what is going on. And I still struggle with that, like literally to this day. <laughs> literally. Yeah. And like it is so valid though. Like it would still be an ongoing struggle, I, I feel. Like yeah. there's always going to be something on the to-do list. It's never going to end when yeah. you think about it. <laughs> never going to end. Because <laughs> there's going to be more. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's like once accept that yeah like <laughs> I can't cross that off today um that's a tomorrow problem um and you allowing yourself that is just so powerful with what you can do in your day to allow yourself to do even more actually yeah yeah because the internal work actually counts too <laughs> as things and like energy spent on like hearing yourself out, hearing out what's going on for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. That mental energy, like it's being spent on looking within and taking that time before a journal. I've actually never fully done like a sit down before I journal. I think I'm going to need to do that. That's my yeah. last for next week. Do like a five-minute just sit and decide okay what do I actually want to write because usually I get like two pages in and I'm like oh okay like that (laughs) that's what I actually need to journal on but it's already been like 20 minutes (laughs) so I yeah but it's also different process for everyone I have this other book that I just talk to myself during the day and it's like like a school book, like yeah. what we have when we were at school. <laughs> I just keep writing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter what I write on it. There's no sequence. Like it could be a plan. It could be a thought. It could be um, swear. It could be anything that I just like kind of like note it. <laughs> okay. Acknowledge. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So maybe I'll just like, so after doing that I'll be like oh yeah maybe that's something that I would want to write about it later (laughs) it's actually affecting my day yeah do you carry that journal with you everywhere or that little like book or with my um thought record (laughs) yeah everywhere like (laughs) I think pretty much like I bring it bring it into session I bring it to work I bring it like in my everyday bag so yeah (laughs) That is so cool. I think I need to start doing that because I'm someone who like has thoughts going all day, every day. And I yep. have whiteboards in my room, one that has like my weekly spread of what needs to happen this week. And one that has like either a self-care menu or little notes for what I need to remember for this week upcoming. And for me, like that is a preventative self-care because when I feel like my week is chaotic, I don't know what's coming up. I get really stressed about what's going to happen. And I love being able to tick it off as I go throughout my day. Like we'll even write on my to-do list, like make a to-do list, like just so that I can be like, okay, it's done. It's set in place. Um, mm. I feel like I still have a whole bunch of random thoughts to do with you know, my dreams even and, like, what's going on inside of my head that I 
want to create a little book for. So that's going to be my challenge as well. I have two <laughs> <little> challenges. <laughs> two challenges. How? But yeah, and it might not work for you. Yeah, it might, but you never know if you don't try. I'll get back to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> How good. Um, that was an awesome episode. We just had fun chats. <laughs> it's so good having yeah. you on. Um, is there any final notes you want to talk on? Any final words? Um, I guess like for me, it's important for um people to realize that um we sometimes can't do things on our own, like we actually cannot do that. <laughs> um, oh humans are social animals. And although we do live in an individualistic, whatever you call it, um, country, society, but it is just so important to have that collective support and have um, just a daily interaction with anyone like any humans or pets or just nature or anything Mm -hmm. um, because of how fundamental connection is. Mm -hmm. A lot of mental health difficulties could be eliminated if there were connections um, created for that person. So, yeah, I guess I I just wanted to spread that message And connection can look so different for people as well. It's not like you have to go join a group. (laughs) You have to go um, to this class. You have to go to this place. But it's just having someone to have your back and also knowing that you have someone else's back. Some people care for you and you care for some people. So it's just tying that knot. And yeah, reminding each other that you're not alone. You're not alone. Biggest message ever. Should put it on every billboard. You're not alone. You're not alone. Um, Connection is everywhere. I love how you said that it comes in so many different forms. And even beforehand, how you're saying how you watch TV shows that you used to watch as a kid, like that's connection there. Connection back to your inner child, even like that's that's still something and that's also going to benefit connection in so many ways is what humans are made for and it's so amazing that you are able to create your group and if anyone wants to join that group if they're in Queensland or like near the Gold Coast or they just want to pop in go check out the group it's listed below in the show notes um because even if you only show up once that's one time of connection that you probably will remember yeah. time and you'll reap the benefits of for at least the next week of that um it's so important yeah to, you know engage with your girls or engage with the people around you um yeah absolutely yeah and it's just like I guess having that um that mindset that we're actually not I guess, no, I'll start with, um, we often think that people are judging us mm-hmm. because that's just how 
we're sort of maybe conditioned or that's how um, we've developed our world as in like that person's better than me, that person's worse off than me, but it doesn't have to be this way. Like we can create our own world that doesn't have that element and the other people can still do whatever they want with that but we can actively choose to surround ourselves with non-judgmental and genuine connection between hearts, which is like so valuable, but we just don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like that, I guess, circle back to that barrier mentally to push through and um, realize that no one, no one's judging you. <laughs> and no one um, hasn't figured out. You're all good. You're all good. <laughs> so good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Iris. I really enjoyed this chat and I'm sure the listener did as well. Um, such a beautiful way to connect back to and remind ourselves of taking care of ourselves and creating a life for ourselves that we really like. And Making yeah. our, our home because we're going to be yeah. here for a long time. You know, you've got your whole life to deal yeah. with and you may as well make it a nice place to be. So for sure. So, thank you so much again. Have an awesome day. <laughs> yes, me too. And, yeah, that's it. Bye. See ya. I'm just ending.